Is this going to be the best day of your life, sweetie? It's definitely one of them. Why are we playing this instead of our normal intro song? Because today is... The best day of your life? Today is our 200th podcast. And watch out. Look what I'm going to do. Is that hurt your ears? I hope not. I'm blowing the horn. Yes, it's not a horn. It's one of those New party Year's horns. Eve party things. To signify that we have reached a milestone. The big 200. <laughs> so welcome, everybody. This is um, Todd Adams. What's your name? My name is Kathy Adams. And this is Zen Parenting Radio number 200. Uh, Zen Parenting Radio is a discussion between a spiritual and emotional mom and a logical and a practical dad. We have three daughters, 7, 9, and 11, and our goal is to give you the resources to become a better parent, but more importantly, to become a better you. You. And always remember our motto, sweetie. You, 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 you. Um, our motto is... The best predictor of a child's well-being... Is a parent's self-understanding. That's right. You know where I wrote that? In my book. What book? My book that came out today. That's right. Or actually came out yesterday. Yes. And today. W- what's the name of it? The name of my book is Living What You Want Your Kids to Learn, The Power <laughs> of Self-Aware Parenting. <laughs> So we got two celebrations. Yes, we do. Actually, yes. Two. We have our 200th podcast and we have the publishing of my third book, which came out and I'm very proud of it. So um, let it. me kind of um, set the stage. Okay, you say So we're going to, we, we've invited uh, listeners to kind of say what they like about our show. So we're going to play a few of those and then a few other things from previous shows that kind of either made us laugh that was important. So, And also do a, I have a quick like intention summary. Yes. And you're going to do an intention summary. Doesn't that sound exciting? No, it's more, it's better than I'm letting on. No, I think that's a good idea. So we're basically going to just kind of look at ourselves and where we are and where we came from and where we want to be. That's what self-awareness is. So just um, oblige us and help us celebrate this milestone. Mm-hmm. Who would have thunk it? Mm-hmm. Um, so, But first, I want to talk about our first partner, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. The number there is 630-941-8733. Uh, Dr. Kelly adjusts us on a uh, weekly basis. Mm-hmm. She keeps our family healthy and happy. Thank you, Dr. Kelly. Um, I had a conversation with a good friend of mine. My men's group went to the rugby match, USA versus um, the All Blacks. Which basically was just a blowout. On Saturday. We were down five to three with about eight minutes into the game, and I think we lost like 70-something to six. That's crazy. But we had them. When it was five to three, we had them. But my friend Mike (laughs) Rosen, who's in the men's group and is also a fan, has a pet peeve about our show. Which is? And it's how I say our partner's phone numbers. Um, 630-941-8733. Do you have any problem with the way I just said that? Are you not pausing enough? No, he has no problem with the pausing. He says that I need to say 630 because oh, O is not is a, a number. a letter in the alphabet. And I'm going to stand firm and stay with the 630. Okay, okay. yes, yes, yes. He's a teacher, so yeah. he's got the teacher brain. He got very uh, upset with me. Did he? Did yes. he leave? He left. He was angry He actually left. ran to the train without telling us. <laughs> Thanks a lot, like totally like old school fraternity days. He just bailed and ran to the train. So anyways, so I'm going to first start with um, a listener's, um, what she, she used the, her name is Andrea. Her audio that she sent to us. Audio. So just bear with us. Where's it's, Andrea from? Uh, Andrea's from, it doesn't say because I can't, hold well, let me zero in on it. I can figure it out. Just bear with me. Andrea's from St. Paul. So here we go. And I did have to do some editing to some of these just to kind of tighten it up. But here we go. Here's Andrea talking about how great we are. Oh, that's not it. (laughs) That's love will keep keep us us together. together. 
Let's try that again. <laughs> How did you I go? really enjoy listening to Todd and Kathy's conversational style. Most importantly, I'm learning from their example how to live a mindful life. So thank you, Todd and Kathy, for walking me through how to be a better me. That's nice. Oh, thanks, Andrea. Andrea's from St. Paul, thank Minnesota. Thank you for listening. And then just because we have a bunch of these, I'm going to play one more and then we'll talk about something else. Okay. The most important thing that you guys have taught me is that connection with my kids is the single most important factor in solving almost any parenting dilemma I would face. Love you guys, and here's to 200 more episodes. That's um, Aaron Taylor. She's Thank you, Aaron. That's right. That was nice. So Andrea and Aaron, um, we're just trying to follow through with what we promised, which is if you leave us a message, it's going to be on the yeah, show. Yeah, we'll play it. So we played it. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if I want to dive into a few of our greatest hits. Yeah, do a greatest hit. All right. One greatest hits. But I got to remember where I left off. So I left off at Aaron. Will you help me yes, remember I'll that? Yes, i remember that. Um, so this was, uh, we only have three of these, okay. but they're a little bit longer. So, cause we didn't, so have... is this, uh, is this just you and I, or is this us with a guest? No, we didn't do guests. Okay. This is just you and I. And a lot of times you and I have these tangential moments. Really? Where I we, can't we, imagine. We don't talk about <laughs> Zen parenting. We just talk about something that is on top of our brain. That's right. So I, I don't know why, but I named this one Captain and Tennille. Okay, great. All right. So we're in the middle of like some big discussion and then this happens. You belong to me now. It reminds me of being a little kid. Captain and Tennille, baby. Did your parents have a Captain and Tennille record? What do you mean parents? It was well, yeah, it was probably theirs, but I listened to it. Um, didn't wasn't there like a bulldog on the cover? Totally, that was their dog. Who was Captain? Was that the guy Her or husband. the girl? Honey, you and I have talked about this on this show. What did we talk about? We, you asked me the exact same question. Who was the captain? <laughs> And then wasn't the captain some guy with the, with glasses on? He had glasses and a captain's hat. Was he was he a, the captain. Was he a captain? Yes. Of what? Of life. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. He was the captain. They had Were a they bulldog. Married? Yes, I are, think so. Are they still married? I have no idea. Are they alive? Yes. Tennille, it, I don't know. I don't know. What other songs did they have? Do you remember Muskrat Love? No. Oh, um, they had that. They had... I've never heard of Muskrat Love. It, um, it's a song about muskrats who are falling in love. You should pull it up because as I'm... How about I start talking about... Any world, any this is brutal. <laughs> you haven't even listened to it oh, yet. it's brutal. Listen to it. Keep listening. Like the above. You're, you're mouthing the words. Like muskrat was a video. Sounds no, brutal. It, it is kind of brutal. There was a video that went along with it, and I think they had human people in muskrat Did costumes. Did you just say human people? <laughs> what does a human person look like? They had people in muskrat costumes falling in love, if I remember correctly. Um, why don't you talk about receiving gifts? Okay, so receiving gifts is a love language, and I... <laughs> And scene. And scene. So that is now the third time we've talked about Captain and Tennille. Why? On this show. Why does Captain and Tennille have any special place? You know why? It's because they were a part of our childhood, just like Neil Diamond was a part of our childhood, just like um, the Carpenters were a part of our childhood. And most people who are listening to this show are obviously from our generation mm-hmm. or a little older or a little younger. And they can relate because everybody loved Muskrat Love. No, that was a bad song. <laughs> bad song. 
Um, so do we want to talk, let's talk a little bit about your book. Okay. What, uh, this is a brand new book. So my book came out, Living What You Want Your Kids to Learn. And basically what the book is, is if you've seen my other two books, it's similar, but it's much more. And better. And better. Yeah. It is similar in that I talk about self-awareness and the importance of, um, obviously personal self-awareness, but how that relates to connecting to our kids and how we teach our kids to be more self-aware. Um, you can use any language you want, more conscious, more awake, um, more in tune with themselves in the world. And we do that through, um, the way that we live our lives. I think as parents, we like to assume that we can just do whatever we want and kind of stay asleep and make poor choices, but that if we tell our kids how to live, then that's what they'll follow. But the truth is that the kids that our kids learn by watching how we live, and that's the energy that they grow up on mm-hmm. is the is our lives. And even though we maybe not want, don't want it to be that way or we don't think it's fair, it just is. That's what they experience, see, and feel every day. So if we want them to live from a place of intention and consciousness, we have to demonstrate how that's done. Understand that living from intention and consciousness is not living perfectly. Right. It's living actually with a lot of ups and downs. And Imperfection. Imperfections and challenges and, and lots of emotional you know, ebbs and flows. So you don't have to think, oh, there's no way I can do this perfectly for my kids. You're not supposed to. What they need to see is you being real. In my conclusion, my first sentence is, your children don't want you to be perfect. Mm -hmm. They want you to be real. And if you're real, they know how to be real. Because the thing that really hurts us in life is when we decide to put on a mask and be someone completely different and pretend to not be who we are, then our whole life is about keeping that mask on. And then eventually it's too hard to keep on. And that can happen to us at 17, 25, 45, or 60. There is no age. It's all about authenticity. Authenticity. We got to stop pretending to be perfect because I pretend to be perfect to my kids all the time. I mean, I also show my vulnerabilities, but a lot of the time, I want them to think that I'm the best guy in the whole world, yeah. the best dad, the best everything. And that's an ego-based need. Yeah. That is, I want my kids to think I'm great. And here's the paradigm shift. Your kids will think you're great when you're just being you. Mm. And you, meaning when you kind of, it's all about how you carry it. You fall down, you have a failure, and you deal with it, and you're open about it, and you have a good cry about it, or you talk about it. They're going to be like, that's a strong person. Right. See, kids are in tune with that. Mm. It doesn't mean that you fall apart and you're all over the place and you expect your kids to take care of you. That's an ego thing too. Right. That's a the world owes me something. Being, you know, connected to yourself means that you value wherever you are at every at every given moment. And when we do that, we fill ourselves up with such a tremendous amount of love that that's all we have to give. Mm-hmm. And so, with that said, that's what this book is about. And if you um, appreciate conscious parenting or self awareness. This book is, I think, I mean, I think it's dense enough where it can be like a level three thinking kind of book, but it can also ease you into the idea of self, self-awareness and consciousness because I know a lot of books out there, they're, they're denser. You know, it's hard to like understand it conceptually, but this is written in terms of everyday moments. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to listen to a few other reviews from our listeners okay. and then I want to talk about the retreat as well. Oh, good. You all right Yeah, we're going to do a self-awareness retreat. Which will be good. So here's from Heidi from Minnesota. So here we go. And I just wanted to say I found your guys' show at what seems like the perfect moment in my life. And I couldn't be more grateful. The interview with Alfie Cohen really spoke to me, especially the part about the problem solving with my kids versus, you know, them being the problem. Perhaps it's my expectations that 
need reevaluation. And I had never thought of that before. And I had an aha moment that has literally changed the way I think about parenting. And I can't thank you guys enough. I love it. Love your show. I can't wait to listen to all your podcasts. Thank you so much. That's good old Heidi. Thank you, Heidi. And yeah. you said she was from Minnesota? She's from Minnesota. Thank you, Heidi. Um, yeah, I mean, we get these positive reinforcements quite often through email and things like that. and Our I, iTunes reviews. iTunes reviews. And it's just very humbling to hear how we are a vehicle of change in these people's lives. Right. And, you know, in this example, it was Alfie's interview, which was a few weeks ago. So if you're new to the show and you're listening, what are these guys talking about? If you want a good idea of some of the messages that we think are important to convey, uh, go back into our archives, um, zenparentingradio.com. And it was from a month ago. So not even. It was, it? Was, it was in it was October. A few weeks ago, yeah. October of 2014. So you could do a search that way. But Alfie just talks about how we as parents are trying our best, but we have a kind of a convoluted indirect way of... Exactly. I just said this a few minutes ago, but really it's a paradigm shift. It's not about doing different things. It's about viewing things differently. What she's talking about is one of the examples, I think, that Alfie gave is when we're at dinner time with our kids and we say, you have to eat your broccoli before you get your dessert. Or if you eat your broccoli, then yay, I celebrate with you. But the kid doesn't want to. And why do we think that we need to force broccoli? Mm-hmm. Why? And then we'll say, because they have to eat well. But don't we trust right. that if we offer things to them, lots of different choices, that they will find that way to eat well from a... Because the, the bottom line, Todd, that mm-hmm. I think this show is about right. is trusting that your kids are essentially good. Right. And as he talks about, he's a researcher, and so is Joseph Campbell, who we love so dearly. They go back and look at all the history of religion and Different society, cultures. cultures, and there's a lot of things that we're still working from, an old pathology, really, mm-hmm. that people are innately not good, yeah. and that we, unless we teach them, unless we show them that they won't make good choices, and that's not true. Yeah, if I was going to like try to boil down what the show is about, it's about that our belief that when we're born, we are good, yeah. and it's our job to guide our children, but not necessarily to teach is not the best word. I don't know what word I'm going to come up with, but... Allow. We feel like we need to direct our children and, and, you know, force feed them certain lessons. Like I always think, of, you know, Mr. Miyagi from Karate Kid, and he always talks about how his father, father teaches him everything and all that. Like we get in this mode where we have to constantly be teaching our kids. And I think if we maybe took a different look at it by your term is allowing or just the idea of learn from them as much as you think you need to teach them. And... Understand that teaching doesn't mean lecturing or forcing something. It means showing them how you demonstrate through your life. Mm-hmm. Teach with your life. Yeah. Make choice. If you want them to give back and be kind, mm-hmm. you give back and be kind and be kind to them well, so they know what it looks like. It's funny because in the Alfie Cohn interview, I never got to ask him. Well, one of my ahas through listening to that book, because I listen to most books instead of reading because I get tired and I, I get sleepy. Yeah. When I came to bed last night, you were listening to Eckhart. Yes. I love falling asleep to Eckhart. And you had the stars on the ceiling. Um, I did. That's, what, that's I, what you were doing. That's what happens to me when I read. Uh-huh. <laughs> Even though I have no tonsils or adenoids. Yeah, you don't. And no. you can chug beers really fast. Very fast. So if anybody ever wants any lessons on chugging beer, just get their adenoids and tonsils removed. There you go. That's easy. Um, but one thing he said, because I'm always about role model, role model, role model, role model. And at the end of the book, he's like, 
it's not enough just to role model. He's like, you have to have important discussions. And I feel like that's one thing I'm going to try to work on because I'm just trying to be the best role model I can be for my kids. And sometimes I stop. You don't do this. You have many, many good discussions on a daily basis with our daughters, but I don't. And that's one thing that I want to get better at. But it's a tricky balance because it's so easy to get into lecture mode Mm -hmm. and teaching mode. And it's really about getting them to talk and you listening to them. So and one tip um, that I could give, you know, that, like you said, that slippery slope of going down the path of teaching Mm -hmm. versus listening is my thing with the girls, if ever we're sitting and chatting is I'm ask. I just ask them questions. What did you think about what happened in that movie? What did you think about what happened when I was crying this morning? How did you feel when Skylar took that? What was going on with you? Tell me about that. And I try not to approach it as a role, meaning I'm not in a mother like you tell me. I'm very loose with my, I'm, I, and I know people don't like this, but I talk to my kids as if I talk to anybody else. And some people say, well, that you can't be their friend. I'm not. I'm very clear that I am their mother. Yeah. But I can talk to them in a very soul-to-soul, as my friend Annie would say, way. I don't need to talk to them as a role. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be always in this hierarchy of I'm looking down to you and I know more because I don't. Right. I've just lived on this earth longer. so um, I want to talk about our second partner, John Kelly. He's uh, our family's dentist. We actually need to get cleaning. The five of us. Again, huh? I kind of like getting clean, well, don't you? I do, and I'm excited since I've been doing the uh, coconut oil, yeah, the, the oil, oil pulling. pulling, even though I don't know what that is. Well, you just take coconut oil and put it around How's your mouth. How's it taste? And it, first, it makes me gag because mm. it's thick. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like in a... And then it swishes around. And then it swishes around and it becomes oil. And I have been doing that um, once a week, which isn't a lot. Your sister told me yesterday she does it every day. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping that that helps with the plaque buildup. Well, we'll find out when John Kelly gives you the old inspection because, okay. um, you know, the assistant lady cleans the all hygienist. the teeth. Right, mm-hmm. the, the hygienist. Kate. Kate. <laughs> the assistant. And, um, and then he comes in like and says, yep, looks good. I See always you later. Wonder. Yeah. I know. She does all the hard work. Yeah, the hygienist is doing that. And yeah, that's I. it's true. Even though he has the... Um, when things can go south, he's the one who takes care of business then. That's right. Cavities and such. And with our children, with the facial orthotropics, or as you call it. Orthobiotics. Orthobiotics, a new word. Um, So anyways, John Kelly's our dentist, 773-631-6844, and his website is chicagodentistonline.com. So this is from John. Okay. You ready? Not John Kelly. No. Okay. This is from John, the listener. Okay. Hi, Todd and Kathy. This is John from Portland, Maine. And um, one of my favorite memories uh, of your show is, um, I can't even remember what you were talking about, but for some reason, Todd queued up Banana Phone by Rafi. And the two of you just lost it. And uh, it was a very funny moment. And uh, it was funny because at home I was also losing it. And I'm sure many of your other listeners were losing it too. Um and one thing I love about your show is the humor that you bring to it and the spontaneity, which uh, is just, it makes it a lot of fun to listen to, um, especially considering that some of the topics are pretty heavy. So uh, I appreciate that. And um, I very much appreciate what you do. Thanks for doing the show. Congratulations on getting to 200 shows. That's a real achievement. And um I can say without any hesitation that listening to your show over the last couple of years has nudged me in some very positive directions and has made me a better parent uh, and a better me. So thank you. And as Todd would say, keep on trucking. 
Just got to keep on that trucking. That was awesome. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. That was really nice. So here's the aforementioned <laughs> banana clip. Banana phone. So um, just to set this up, I mean, we haven't started playing the clip yet. It has to do with, um, I got into a little tiff with my six-year-old about, um, she didn't want to eat the whole banana. Okay. And I didn't want to waste the other half. Okay. And I don't include that in the clip, but that just kind of helps That's where set we it started. Up. So here we go. ...what she was saying. And I felt like the way you were responding to her was not... It wasn't very good. It wasn't, it wasn't respecting what she was trying to tell you. No, because I didn't really want to hear it. You, In that you moment, got frustrated. I did. I did. So what was the resolution? I don't even you, remember. You just I kind felt of... bad. I know that. Because she, she never does this. She walked upstairs and cried under her yeah. covers. Well, because you, she said, no, daddy. She kept trying to tell you, no, daddy, I don't want that one. And you said, Skylar... If you want a banana, that's the banana yes. you're going to eat. There, it was a power I, struggle, right? And I drew a line in the sand, which I rarely do yeah, with her. It, that's the thing; but is, I it was did. so out of character. So she went upstairs, and I didn't say anything for a few minutes. And I turned around and I said, "You know what? She really only does like the top of the banana." I said, "I'm not saying we should have opened the other one, but there was what she was telling you was true, right?" And so. What you didn't, you may not, we may not open the new banana for her, but you were overriding. I wasn't even hearing her. You weren't listening to her. I wasn't hearing her. So next time, so what you're saying is it would have been better if I would have listened actively, heard her, said, Skylar, I hear you about you loving the top of that banana. Right. But we're not doing that. Instead, (laughs) I just said... Forget it. Right. You're only getting this. You're only getting, don't argue. You're, you didn't say these words, but your bottom line when you said Skylar. Can I pay you in bananas? (laughs) Your bottom line. Oh, banana fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Your bottom line with her was don't argue with me. I'm right. You're wrong. I'm sorry. That's what? a song. It's a what? banana. What are you playing? I don't know. Sorry. Keep playing that. Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. <laughs> ding, dong, ding, dong, ding, dong, ding. Banana phone. I like to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know where you what you're gonna say, but I think it's safe that the train has gone off the tracks. Okay, can I just finish with one thing? I'll kick your mammon mother. Oh my god, I caught it before it said it. It just says banana boat. Oh, okay, stop with those. I gotta start screening some of these. You do, because I actually had a mom friend of mine say that we played a clip that had some bad words in her clip. That's the banana. <laughs> Okay, that's one of – I'm so glad that John brought that one up because that's one that Todd and I laugh about all the time. And we still say to each other, hello, banana finger. Hello, banana finger. <laughs> and then, and I love that John knew that was a Rafi song, yes, the banana phone, because I had, I had no never idea. heard it before. I don't know who Rafi um, is. That was one of the funniest moments that ever. Mm-hmm. I was laughing very hard. Um, so following along with our listeners, this is from Kathy. You ready? ready? Where's Kathy from? I don't know, but she might say it okay. in here. Um, one of my favorite shows was called What If the Good Old Days Are Right Now? Not only because you reference um, This Is Water and Stephen Covey, but also Star Wars, a quote from Say Anything. And then there's this hilarious tangent about Days of Our Lives, which was 
so funny. Tad does an impression of Shane, and I bust out laughing at work. It was so hilarious. So thanks for all the laughter, all the knowledge, and for sharing your light with us. Happy Halloween. Happy 200th. That's Kathy. Oh, that was nice, Kathy. Todd does Shane Donovan all the time. It's when Shane's talking to Kimberly, and Kimberly is starting to become a prostitute, even though like she has this great Why? family, right. whatever. And she goes, you bloody whore, Kimberly. <laughs> you bloody whore. That's all I got. And so. and if we had video, we would do a John Black impression. Oh, God. Because he had the eyebrow man. And you know he's still on. Is he really? He's still on. What about Abe? He Is... was Roman. I know. But he, then he wasn't yeah, they the Roman. switched faces or whatever. <laughs> I love that show. Abe. What are, Abe. Abe was the police officer. I know he was. Did Abe ever have a good deep story? No. Okay. No, he yeah. was just the assistant to Roman. Yeah, Abe and, needed more. They need to give him a little more script. Um. So let's talk about this retreat real quick, and then we got a few more things that we got to okay. play. Um. So what is this retreat? So Todd and I, every holiday, or we have for the last three years, we do a uh, virtual retreat. And for those of you who don't know what a virtual retreat is, it's so simple. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to sign, or you do have to sign up. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to put anything on your calendar. All you do is sign up and Todd and I send you emails. Within the email, there is a, there are exclusive Zen Parenting Radio podcasts. And when I say exclusive, I mean they're only for the retreat. They're not for public consumption. And we do it every other day. And it's going to be – we've made this one longer because the feedback we've gotten is that when I do an email every day, it's, it's too, too much. much information. People are like, I can't process what you're saying. So now we've made it from December 1st through December 12th, and the emails will go out every other day. The way we stay connected on that off day is I create a Facebook page or we create a Facebook page um, that is private just for our group and people can talk and share information and share stuff. What's really important to Todd and I in these retreats is even though we are the facilitators, we are all teaching each other. We are sharing, um, you know, the title of the retreat is the self-awareness uh, or uh, self-aware Virtual Holiday Retreat. How about that title? Self-Aware Holiday Virtual Retreat. It's like the Dunder Mifflin uh, 5K race for, yeah. Um, So, but anyway, it is the Self-Aware Virtual Holiday Retreat. So we're focusing on how to be more self-aware, how to bring that into your holiday experience. Because I know from myself and from most people around me, December, for all the love that we're supposed to be feeling, people are feeling anxiety and stress. You bet. And instead of doing that to ourselves, because we really are doing that to ourselves, it doesn't have to be that way. We're going to practice a different way. And that is to be more self-aware and make choices that feed us and that make us connect to our family. And then we're going to learn how to carry that throughout the year. Mm -hmm. So this year, the retreat is special because we're going to use my book. Yes. So if you sign up for the retreat, you get a free book. We'll ship you a free book. So um, And... If you sign up for the retreat, you can gift the retreat to someone for free. Which is always fun because I always like doing something with somebody so we can kind of talk about it on the side. It's kind of like a workout partner for the retreat. Exactly. And the only thing about if you gift it to someone, that doesn't include another book. Right. There's you get only one, free one book, book per purchase, but you can gift the retreat, which is really the most money. Right. Um, and the other thing that I want to say is that. This is done on your own time. There are some people who read these emails in the morning when we send them. Mm-hmm. Some people read them at night. Some people listen to the podcasts, you know, during the day. Some people – this is on your own time because I know we're not trying to add to your busyness. We're trying to infuse something right. that helps you create your own December. So if you want to sign up for it, the the price that is $90 and that includes the free book and the podcast and gifting and it the to gifting, somebody yeah. – 
uh, Facebook page and everything. But if you want to do it, you go to uh, you can go to zenparentingradio.com slash 200. There will be a link there. Or you can click on events on zenparentingradio.com yeah. or kathycadams.com. kathycadams.com, click events. Um, just like Todd said, zenparentingradio.com, click events. It'll be on our Facebook page. We'll put it on there today. Um, or just as Todd always says, email us at comments at zenparentingradio.com and we'll email it to you. But we're going to make it as easy. You can find it if yes. you go to one of our websites. It'll be easy. So here's another... Um, clip from one of our listeners. Todd and Kathy, thank you for having the courage to share such an important part of your lives with us and for creating the space in your week to do it. My week wouldn't be the same without hearing your show anymore. And my outlook on life and parenting has changed dramatically since I started listening. So thank you. Keep it up. That was from Katie. Thank you, Katie. Where's Katie from? Uh, I believe Katie's from Elmhurst. Katie, thank you. Um, and then here's uh, Lori, and she's from California. Okay. So here we go with Cocoon. Hi, Todd and Kathy. This is Lori in California. I wanted to say that the thing I love most that makes me laugh from this podcast is all of Todd's movie quotes. Um, there isn't one yet that I, I haven't recognized. I love his taste in movies. And the one uh, golden nugget I've taken away from the podcast that has really helped me as a parent is to remind my son that he should trust how things feel in his body. If something doesn't feel right, he should trust that and go with that. And I just appreciate having the language to explain that to him from having listened to both of you. Love you guys. Love your podcast. I hope it's on for another 200 episodes at least. So what's great about Thank that? You. So what's great about it's that nice. is, you know, I, I mean, she's pulling some really good lessons out of this. Yeah. But um, it's not just about lessons for your children. The exact same lessons pertain to ourselves. Yeah. And sometimes it's easier and safer to guide our children and forget about ourselves. And I just invite our listeners to focus as much of whatever it is that you and I teach on yeah. this podcast to direct it inwards as much as you're directing it. Uh, guiding your children. And like we always say, we always joke around and say this isn't really a parenting podcast. And the reason we joke about that is because the truth is, 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 is parenting is a gateway for us. Parenting is is oftentimes our opportunity to finally look at things in a different way because we're often unwilling to do it ourselves. And then maybe we're in a relationship and we're still unwilling to do it. But when it comes to our kids, the mantra that everyone says is, I'll do anything for my kids. So we're willing to look at something differently. And as you know, just like I love, um, that was Lori, right? Uh, that was, let me see who that was. That was, I think you said it was Lori, Lori. from California. So like, as Lori said, she is teaching her son, um, when something doesn't feel right in your body, listen to that. And then we get to use that too. Lori gets to use that. And when she's hearing something at work or something in the world or someone says something to her, when it doesn't feel right in her body, then she gets to use that too. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's just such, that's how our children are our teachers. They motivate us to look at the world differently. That's right. And now here's one from Marissa. We have three more to go. So uh, here's from Marissa from California. One of my favorite podcasts has been the Modern Family Sex Talk episode. It was so right on and so full of really great information. Afterwards, I went and spoke to my daughters about what I had just listened to, and it was great. So, Kathy and Todd, thank you, and keep talking. She meant to say keep trucking. Maybe she meant to say keep talking. Oh, maybe. Because we talk. Um, I remember that one. I don't. Because I think Haley loses her virginity. Oh, really? I think that's what it was about. That's the older sister. And Phil... um, 
had a hard time with yeah. it? Yeah. I, I, it's been a while. I think that was a few years ago, but I, I Did remember. Did she lose it to uh, D-Money? I don't remember. Because remember Charlie called you yeah. about it? Yeah. Because he watches it. I, I don't know if he watches it with his kids, but I remember Charlie was a little bugged. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it was a pretty heavy theme. But really, you know, sex is a huge part of who we are as human beings. And as parents, maybe even especially dads, um, tend to hide under the covers when it comes to having these challenging discussions with our children. Right. And it's important that these discussions happen often with mom and dad or with mom or dad. So Openly in the home. That's right. And I know this might, it's people are going to go, oh, I don't know about this, but I know this for sure for myself now. Having your children understand nutrition, themselves, you know, how they take care of themselves and how they understand themselves sexually. All of that's just as important. Yeah. And I'm throwing in nutrition just to give you an example of that's a piece of who they are yeah. and sexuality is a piece of who they are. It's not people immediately go to the act of sex. Mm-hmm. That's just a piece of sexuality. But Sex- it's so much easier to get mad at your kids for not doing their homework, sweetie. I know because that's where we like to put our attention because we feel like we're given full permission yeah. to discuss that. But I'm telling you, you guys... As you know, especially in that pre-adolescent time and teenage years, if sex is talking talked about openly in the home, children education for children is not about permission. It's about having available resources to make good choices. And if they have no resources and no ability to talk about how they feel, then they don't make choices. They just act. And you and I have done uh, sex talks for parents and how to talk to your kids about it. So if you ever have any interest in that, you can uh, call on us. Let us know. We can try to help out. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Todd. This is Sean Boyle from Des Plaines, Illinois. I'm a longtime fan of the show and a new member of Todd's men's group, The Tribe. I wanted to congratulate you both on your accomplishments and thank you for your wonderful podcast. It really does make a huge difference. That's Sean. Thank and, you, Sean. And I had to cut him off a little bit because he, he started talking about a documentary that he um, recommended to us called um, The Crash Reel. It's an HBO docu- documentary. I haven't seen it, but maybe I'll check it out. And I just, it, it took him a while to, for him to get it out. So I just wanted the to- The crash reel. And what's, what's it it's about? It's about some kid who competed with Sean White and it's about um, skateboarding, but how competition sometimes is not necessarily the healthiest mm, thing. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. So, and then- Thank you, Sean. Last but not least is our last listener. Zen Parenting Radio, I want to wish you guys congratulations on your 200th episode. This is the teddy bear call. I'm leaving you a message. Congrats, guys. Todd and Kathy. He is a teddy bear. I know that teddy bear. Why that's, is he a teddy bear? That's our friend Mark Schultz, who was our on our bully episode. Yeah, he was uh, conversations with people we love, and he is a self admitted former, former reformed yeah, bully. bully. When he was uh, younger, he was a bully, but he is now, as he said, a teddy bear. One of the nicest guys we know. So, if you want to hear that show, just go to zenparentario dot com and put in a there's a search box there and just put in uh, bully, and I'm sure. A picture of Mark will show up. And he's got, I think the picture has, uh, he's got a teddy bear yeah, on his shoulder. Yeah, Mr. Bear. Mr. Bear, who's Skylar's love. Um, and then here is our last little um, greatest hits clip. I, I didn't really try to try very hard with this. Um, I didn't try to try very hard I with this? I did not attempt to try to attempt. To attempt to, to try? Right. What, what are you talking about? I don't though? know. I'm just saying that these are not necessarily our three best scenes. Got it. You're just playing something. Something that, that yeah. was okay. something I found. All right. So this, and I don't know, but I call this dreaming big. Okay. All right. For parents listening to the show, children will come to you with big dreams and they'll say something like, I'm going to be a doctor. And guess what the number one response is? Uh, it's really hard to be a doctor. Yeah. It's a lot of money to go to school to be a doctor. Yeah. A lot of people fail out of medical school, whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different ways a Debbie Downer can handle that situation. 
<laughs> so that's, you know, that's a thing is that we tell our kids to dream big and then they come to us with their big dreams. <laughs> was that was that a little late? But <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Message received. Um um, do it again. Um, well, you know, to go to medical school, it costs a lot of money. <laughs> but, you know, it also... Um, you're going to have to study harder, and you're going to have to be in school the rest of your life. <laughs> you know what? We freaking do that as parents. I know. Or, or your child comes and says to you, I want to be an artist. You can't make any money being an artist. Right. That's not a That's not a job. <laughs> Now let's do it the other way. Let's okay. say um, let, let's say you're going to be the self-aware parent. All right. You're the enlightened parent. Okay. Hey, mom, I really want to go to medical school to be a doctor. Awesome. Thank you. That's all See you got for me. That That's all you response. got for me is awesome. That's all I. The girls say things like that all the time to us. They'll be like Cameron the other day said, "I want not the other day. It was probably this summer." But she said, "I'm going to be an actress. I'm going to work with animals. I'm going to do." You know, she went through five things, and I said, "Awesome." Mm-hmm. I don't have any big deep commentary about it. All I want her to know is I hear her. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say why or why she can't do it. I'm not. Gonna say- <laughs> I love that. There you go, sweetie. I love Debbie Downer. I know, and it's true, man. You know what? We're it's. It's not our job to like talk our kids out of things because we're worried about how it'll affect them or us or how we're basically imposing our negative view on the world on them. That's called handing your kids your baggage. Yeah, giving your kids your bag, your bags that you should be carrying and you're giving it to them. That's, that's not, right. That's not cool. And you know what? If it's not going to work out for them, they'll figure that out. And what you're there to do is support them and say, well, if that dream isn't working, then try this dream. There's many, many forks in the road. You can. There are many, many choices. But the worst thing we can do is say to our kids, that is unavailable to you. Because if someone said that to me, I would be very sad. So now it's time for us to set our intention of our show. Okay. You said you had some ideas. Oh, well, I just wanted to say that I've been noticing lately kind of the hip thing to do in the world of consciousness is people talk about how hard it is. I was re- I was listening to an interview with Elizabeth Gilbert, who I love, um, a couple weeks ago, and she was saying, if you're ready, you know, if you're ready to awaken and practice consciousness and self-awareness, hold on, get ready. It's scary. And other people, you know, I read articles that are talk about how, how hard it is, and it's like the hardest thing ever. And while I don't necessarily disagree, because I've had some dark nights of the soul, I also want to say that once you start making choices moment by moment, that's all. Once you start doing that, you make conscious choices that feel right to you, that are about connection and are about love. You wouldn't have it any other way. Meaning, when that difficult time comes, you can do it, you can tolerate it. Versus if you are unconscious and you are wearing your mask, you're in pain and anxiety all the time. That is harder. So when people start to tell you, and I'm speaking from my own state of being, when when I first started this path, however many years ago, 20 years ago, and people would say, oh, this is hard. It's going to be hard. My fear instinct would kick in and think, do I really want to do this work? And I don't want to do that to people mm-hmm. because there's a sense of untruth about it. So rephrase what you would like to say. You know, you heard Elizabeth Gilbert, who you love. But I do love her, but... But um, it's it's... How can I I phrase it differently? I would say this. Consciousness is not a thing we do or something we reach. It's a moment-by-moment decision that oftentimes your closest relationships 
you know, it's about making a choice when I'm talking to you and speaking respectfully. It's making a choice to hear my children rather than lecture at them. It's moment by moment choices. And oftentimes what happens within that is we have to look at our own baggage and why I would rather yell at you than listen to you or why I would rather lecture my child rather than listen. And that's the difficulty is really looking at ourselves clearly where that's where you sometimes have a challenge. But you know what? When you're in it, you can do it. You, we ha- we're stronger than we know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't have it any other way. Meaning, so instead of thinking this path is too difficult, moment by moment. And I'll give an example. When your mom passed away and when Greeley passed away, I wouldn't have it any other way than to fall into that grief mm-hmm. and to have a good cry and to go there in that emotion. Is that hard? Yes. What's the alternative? The alternative is internalizing everything. Yes. Pretending. Pretending, living inauthentically, and that Drinking is, a gallon of wine. Yeah. That is what's hard That's because painful. that makes your life miserable. Exactly. Um, but it's – so it's it's basically like do you want to let it out or do you want to keep it in? Exactly. And it's the riskier thing is to continue to live an unconscious life. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be moments that we all have of, of – unconscious living. But I think what you're saying is when you, when you turn towards consciousness, which means, you know, heart centered being and all that, that it will make you lighter, even, even in the midst of a, a challenging decision or the, the moment to moment you're talking about those small, minute decisions will start to unpeel the onion. Yes. And, and give you the ability to, be lighter and be more loving and to be more heart centered. Like the 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 easiest path is to keep on pretending, but really it's the it's more the difficult hardest. one. You know what? And the it's the best analogy is Star Wars because it really clarifies it for us in story form. As Yoda tells Luke, because Luke said, "Is the dark side stronger?" Mm-hmm. And Yoda says, "Not. It's not stronger." What does he say? It's easier? It's Uh, quicker. Quicker. More seductive. More seductive. It's so much, quote unquote, easier to yell at your child than it is to take a breath and to connect with your child. Mm -hmm. But it's not, that doesn't mean it's a better path. Right. Lighter, the light side means that you choose love. And so is that a little more work in the moment? Yes. But does that make you lighter a second after you make that choice? Yes. The reason I'm saying this is because I just don't want people to be turned off to the work of consciousness because they're afraid it'll be painful. Unconsciousness is a lot more painful. Right. The dark side, <laughs> as you know, if we're talking about the force, might be faster, but it's painful. Mm-hmm. And when you're moving toward the light, you can tolerate everything. You can handle it. That's right. There has not been a thing. There's been moments of scariness, but it would have been a heck of a lot scarier if I had chosen the quicker route. Right. Um, So I don't really have any words of wisdom like you do uh, regarding where we are. I just, I'm just always um, humbled by our listeners and we get these wonderful emails saying that I'm a little bit better parent now because I listen to you guys on a weekly basis. And I just want to say thank you. I mean, it's really an amazing feeling to know that we are doing... um, our share to help parents become better parents. And we also have a great, uh, great sense of humility 
um, because I understand, and I know Todd does too, that we aren't doing anything. We're just saying something that already resonates with you. Mm -hmm. You already know it's what you want to do. You already know that it feels good. We're just reminding you. And those are the kind of people, like I have vision boards and everything, and those are the kind of people that I look to because the world will try and show you something different. They'll say you're doing it wrong or you're making poor choices or you're letting your kids run your house and all that stupid stuff. And when you, it's, I know how you feel. If you like this show, I appreciate that. We enjoy doing it. And I, I also love listening and looking at certain people who remind me that love is always the best choice and connection. Love is real. Real is love. That's from Pretty in Pink. Isn't that a, uh, a Beatles song that he's singing? I don't know. I think Ducky Dale says that to Molly Ringwald. Do you know that I don't watch Two and a Half Men, but John Cryer, who's on Two and a Half Men, uh, he dressed up as Ducky for Halloween. That's awesome. Isn't that hilarious? It's <laughs> great. I thought that was a really good call. I love stuff like that. He was a good character in that movie. Yeah, that he was, and you know, as you know, they were supposed to end up together. In the book, they did. I know. Was it a book? In the book, they did. Do you mean the screenplay? Was whatever. it a book? I don't know. Whatever. It's it's something that was written in it, paper. Okay, on the paper, they were supposed to. On the to. paper that people read, it said Ducky ends up with Molly. But instead, Molly said, I must run to Blaine. Blaine. His name is Blaine? He's- <laughs> His name is Blaine? Um. And then two more shameless plugs for one is our partner, Jeremy Kraft, Avid Company, painting and remodeling. Him a beautiful bald man last time. He is a beautiful bald man. Uh, 630-956-1800, painting and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area. And then one more shameless plug for my men's group. And I have a retreat coming up in February, and there's a few spots left, and I would love to have some guys. And then last but not least. Go if uh, go buy my book. It is uh, on my website, and if you put in Zen, you get 10% off, or you can go to Amazon, or you can go to Barnes & Noble, Living What You Want Your Kids to Learn. Feel free to uh, leave, if you like it, leave a good review. If you don't like it, don't leave a review. And then you said the 10% off thing just now? Yeah, Zen. Um, on our website. On our website. Not on Amazon. That, that, that coupon code doesn't work. Um, no, just on my site. Yeah. Uh, so if you put in Zen, you get 10% off. And then um, our retreat coming up. Don't forget about that. Um, that the self, oh, what is it called? The self-aware holiday virtual retreat. Self-aware. Join us. Yeah. It's, it's going to be fun. It'll set a wonderful tone for what, your holiday season. And what's the song we're listening to? This is The Good Life by New Republic, I think. One, One Republic. Republic. That was such a mom thing to say. Mom translator. Because like I always call One Direction, New Direction. Right. Because I'm thinking of New Edition. Okay. Anyway, this is the good life, you guys. See it. Don't miss it. Enjoy it. Um, keep trucking. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>